Let's talk about how you even get these businesses to come to you. So, you know, social media has been something that's drastically changed, um, you know, the world period and business owners as a whole, right? Like, yeah. it's like, dude, if you're not on social media, you know, it's like, does anyone know about your business, right? Like, yeah. that's just what it seems like. And you both recently came on the scene, like, you know, going full force. What was the catalyst behind that? I don't... Yeah, we can. Yeah. So I figured with this company, you know, in contrast to some of the other companies we've had in the past, it had to be something that was inbound. And so like true inbound, like I wouldn't, like I would say paid ads is like in between, you know, inbound and outbound. Um, but like, I didn't want to build a company where we're soliciting people saying, Hey, we're going to help you grow your business. You don't know who we are. Um, and by the way, you know, we're going to, you know, buy in for a minority. It just like, you know, there wouldn't be trust. There's just a lot of things that'd be missing. So I figured that this company would make the most sense to build off of an organic inbound, you know, following. And I didn't have one. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, looking at Grant and what he did with, uh, with his fund and whatnot, I was like, all right, well, real estate's not my game. Um, but you know, I feel pretty confident that, you know, high cash flow digital businesses are our game. And so if, if that's what we're going to do in 10 years, then, uh, start today, you know, and that was kind of the, the thought process a year and a half ago. Yeah. And honestly, looking at like, cause we both, you know, we're IDing about this business, the, how you bring in customers affects the entire business. Totally. And so even like looking at the kind of talent that you can acquire when you have like a very volatile acquisition strategy, you're not going to acquire the same kind of talent you can if you have a very stable, reliable acquisition strategy. And so we know that if we can build this moat, which maybe it takes a lot longer to build, that's okay. It's still worth building because of the kind of business that we can build underneath of that. Yeah. And I agree. Like most of my customers have been all organic inbound. And so like, even when things aren't necessarily going well, like if, you know, they don't get the service that they were hoping for, something happens, they're not immediately like, oh, you know, bad review scam. They're like, hey, like I get it. You know, they're much just more easygoing than somebody that you had to do a hard sell on to buy your product. Yeah. And I think by the nature of what we do, you know, it's investing and be partnering with people. It's yeah. not even like, I mean, we talk to these founders of the company every day, pretty much all yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, it's just a very different, it sets the relationship up for success this way, rather than if it were paid or outbound, I just don't think that we'd be set up for success. And I don't think we'd be able to have as much influence in those companies as we do now. And yeah. so I think it would be disadvantageous for them and us. And it's, uh, and because our relationship is a minority stake, it's much more based on trust and influence because like we don't, we don't have majority. So like we can't force someone to do something. And so we have to have people who share our values and like trust us. And if we're like, Hey, we really think you should make this move and it might seem scary. They're like, all right, I trust these people. I'm going to do it. And that happens honestly all the time. Yeah. Because of just all of the content and value you've put out there. It's like, yeah, if you tell me to do this, I already believe you. You don't need to sell me on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Trust is a, um, a lubricant for doing business. Things happen a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, obviously you guys are putting out amazing content. Like how much of your time do you think you spend on the content side versus like the meat or the business side? It's different between both of us. So you can answer for yourself first. I would say, um, I mean, the vast majority of our time is on the business uh, and the businesses that we have in the portfolio. Um, We've been pretty good, you know, Caleb's here behind the camera. Um, we've been pretty good about capturing uh, way more of the stuff we've been doing. And so I think that's dramatically cut down. We were talking about this earlier on the actual amount of like direct to camera type stuff. Um, 
But like for me, the YouTube channel, I make, you know, two to three videos a week, which ends up being me usually like one day every two weeks, I'll just knock out, you know, four to six videos. And um, beyond that, I use Twitter a lot. Uh, and that's kind of like where I test my short, it's really just like stream of consciousness. And then that based on what people, you know, find interesting there, that's usually what, what seeds the short form video content. And uh, we can, uh, you know, we knock those out pretty quickly um, because those are, I don't know. Those are easy for me to do because I've made ads for so long. They have similar like pace, you know, to like an advertisement. And so um, we enjoy doing that. But besides that, it's really just we have the long form videos, we have the short form videos, and we've got tweets. And that's um, that's the majority of what we do. And, you know, tweets get repurposed as um, as Instagram posts as well. And that's I mean, that's the that's that's it. You know, I mean, that's the whole, that's everything. Sounds so simple. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, same stuff, but I think. I know what, you know, with acquisition.com being new, it's not, it would be irresponsible for me to prioritize making content over getting the infrastructure in place. Like we're heavily investing in talent and hiring and getting the, you know, structure in place to scale. And so that, because that's my role in the company, like I, I actually realized today, I was like, oh shit, like I haven't made a YouTube video in like three weeks. And so <laughs> and I, I told our YouTube guy, cause in the beginning, he's like, you're going to do what Alex does. He does three times a week. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing three times a week. No. I was like, I'll do like maybe one a week. And then he'll be like, dude, we don't have one this week. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, okay. Because it's irresponsible, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm just always going to be more internal facing. And so actually, that's when, you know, when I said, I really do want to make the content because I think it'll help the companies and help them be more well-rounded if they have both of our perspectives. But I was like, I cannot do direct-to-camera. It's not scalable. And so I, I was listening to Gary Vee, and he had this one line where he just said, dude, I'm an operator. He's like, you don't get it. I spend 99% of my time on my businesses. And I was like, I'm an operator. And I was like, I need someone to capture rather than me creating and that was when we really had the conversations of like, because I kind of came to, I was like, dude, I, ca I can't, how are you doing this? And he was like, I don't think I can either anymore. And so <laughs> well, we were like, and okay. I've come to that conclusion too. So what's your advice to these founders like who want to get better at organic, right? You were talking about how most of them already got paid media figured out and they're like, oh, we want to get organic. And they're like, that's why they're coming to you because they're yeah. like, you know, you guys, you know, came out of nowhere and now your organic is so strong. What do you give them as advice? Well, I, I, yeah, I would say first, no, <laughs> nobody comes to us and says we want to do organic like you yeah, guys. And they no actually one. all know that's not typically a priority for where they're at in business. It's okay. really not for most of them. Um, so that's the first thing I'll say. And the second thing that I will say, or that she will say that I will say after her, um, is that a lot of things is sequence in the business. And so usually zero to three million-ish you know, is, uh, is product market fit. So the whole objective of that phase in the business is just, do people want to buy what you are selling, Right. Um, and so it's like, okay, you have made some sales and the mistake that most people make is they think, okay, well, marketing got me here. I should market more. And that's usually not the case. Usually now it's like, okay, we have proven product market fit, but we are not getting any referrals. We're not getting a lot of word of mouth. And unless we clean up all the back end and increase customer lifetime value, put, put all the infrastructure in place so that we can get more ascensions, build it back, you know, all the other things that are required to really create an exceptional customer experience. Um, you become a only marketing company and then it becomes very difficult to scale past maybe 10 ish million because you have so many people falling out the back that you just like every month you have to sell twice as many as you did the month before just to stay the same. And so, you know, for us, it's like, okay, zero to three, you got your product market fit, you know, three to 10, we have to clean up the back end. And usually just by cleaning up the back end without even increasing the uh, sales velocity or number of units sold per month we can still triple the business just by massively increasing how much each customer is worth to us and how many customers those customers bring to us. And then at that point, now that we've the ex expanded LTV, expanded gross profit margins, et cetera, and the infrastructure to scale, 
then we have these new metrics we can go and attack new acquisition channels and be inefficient at scale because we have so much margin that we can work with. Right. 